0: Are you looking for inspiration? In need of career guidance? Wondering what path successful people take? Listen up. I am Vibha Kagzi, CEO and founder of reachiv.com, a Harvard alumnus, and the author of Break the MBA Code. I'm going to be your host on this weekly show called House of Experts, where you can get an insight into a wide range of career choices Directly from industry stalwarts. So buckle up and get ready to take off. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you, Ivan? I was just telling everyone that it's Friday and it's really symbolic that we're doing this with you on a Friday because Friday is my day for the movies.
1: Absolutely. And, and mine, you know, in another life. Um, I would be this morning in a movie hall. I would have, you know, written and uh, be busy filing a review now. Actually, I, I'm still doing the same. I've taken this break uh, to do the Insta live, but I'm still doing the same because a new film has dropped on Netflix. So now I've moved. I'm I'm reviewing digital
0: content. And I'm avidly following your daily reviews. It's, it's like my daily coffee. Before I drink Thank my you. coffee, I go on and check your reviews. Thank fabulous, you. Fabulous recommendation. So thank you for keeping that alive through and keeping us alive through this lockdown period. Thank you. Okay, guys, I'm going to do a little one minute formal introduction. I know she needs no introduction. I know you guys are all here to hear from her. Um, but I'm compelled to do an introduction. So thank you, Anupama Chopra, for joining us. She is uh, India's foremost film critic, a television anchor. She's also been a director. She is a director of the MAMI Film Festival. And she has authored a bunch of books. She also has authored articles for the New York Times, etc. cetera. And she's also founder and editor of Film Companion. Um, on a personal note, I've got, a, I've got the pleasure of having to know her over the last two years or so, I would say. And the three words that come to my mind about you is absolutely warm, absolutely <laughs> huggable and really, really gracious. Like you really dispel any notions one might have of anyone coming from the film industry, for sure. It's been an absolute you. delight knowing you and I hope I get the pleasure of continuing to know you forever.
1: Thank so, you. Of course. Of course, Vibha. I just don't know. I hope we can hug soon again now.
0: I'm sure it's going to happen very soon. <laughs> okay. So without much ado, first question since, you know, I'm, I'm from Reach IV, guys. I run an organization called reachiv.com and I help uh, students figure out their study abroad and career aspirations. So my first question today is obviously education related. I know you did your undergraduate here in India and then you went to Northwestern to do a degree in journalism. How did your education influence your career? You know, What are some of the sort of finite takeaways from there?
1: You know, um, honestly, it, it didn't influence my choice of career because I did the master's degree in journalism because I knew I wanted to be a film journalist. It was never a journalist. It was always film journalism. Um, but what it did for me was was give me a foundation uh, that has served me for the last 25 years. Uh, uh, you know I, I have everything I learned it was a one year's master's degree at that time and um, it just set your basics in place you know a respect for facts, a respect for uh, integrity, uh, a respect for having a separation between church and state you know advertising and editorial those are all very contentious things now and it's all very muddled you know half the time you don't know whether you're reading advertorial or editorial uh, but what they taught me at Northwestern was sort of just the basic principles of how to be a strong journalist how to cultivate and nurture your own voice and that for me was irreplaceable I, I don't think I would be half the journalist I am if I had not done that degree okay
0: yeah you definitely have a voice and I hear that voice uh every day and you know in in every one of your reviews it's a very distinct voice so thank you for keeping that voice for all of us Um, a little bit about your career as a film critic how did that come along you know you come from this family of writers filmmakers you're married to one and you know you didn't go down the film direction route but you went into film criticism how did that happen for you
1: you know it was actually not um again, a thought out thing. So so film journalism was the thought out thing. I knew I wanted to do that. I knew I wanted to learn how to be a, a better journalist than I was. Um, but the, the criticism happened as a natural evolution of being a Bollywood journalist. So I was in the trenches. I was reporting. I worked for India Today magazine for almost 12 years. Uh, it started out as a bi-monthly, but then it became a weekly. I mean, week on week, you're reporting on the film industry. And honestly, at that time, uh, you know, not a lot of people wanted to write about the movies. It seems unimaginable now because we're so consumed and saturated with film coverage. But at that time, you know, it wasn't such a common thing. And they were like, Achha, chalo, she's doing it. You, you review the film also. You know, it was not, um uh, it wasn't anything that really was thought through uh, though though when I started to do uh, film uh, reviews i I then went to the FTIA for a month, one month course in film appreciation uh, and I still it's it's one of my regrets that I didn't actually do film studies and kind of learn to look at movies as a language you know learn the sort of uh, the language and semiotics of film uh, I wish I, I feel that's a gap and i'm I'm Right now, I'm looking at all sorts of online courses and trying to see if I can still do that. Because I, I, I want to learn how to be a better film critic. Uh, but basically, it just evolved as a natural segue from being a film journalist.
0: Okay, so you still want to learn the art that all of us want to learn from you. That's very interesting. <laughs> exactly. Okay, tell us, tell us what you look at when you look at a film. Tell us what you look at. I mean, I've obviously, I've been reading a lot of your reviews. I watch your videos. But what, if you had to look at like three things that make or break a film, what would those three things be?
1: You know, for me, uh, so I've grown up on Hindi cinema. That was, uh, the, that was you know, we watched Hollywood films because I was, you know, a South Bombay snob. So uh, we would watch a lot of Hollywood films in like, uh, you know, Eros and Sterling and those theatres in, in South Mumbai. Uh, and of course, Hindi cinema. So, so it was very um, plot driven. Uh so I'm not very good with um non linear narratives. I'm not very good with abstract movies because I just find that I don't have the patience and I have to cultivate that because I want like in a Hindi movie it's like Yewa, You know, that's how so for me honestly it's the script and the characters that make or break a film. Um and and then it's the treatment. So you can have a film where there really isn't much plot. I mean, look at Ram Gopal Verma's Rangila. Uh, What is the plot? Nothing, you know, they are friends, then she does a movie, then she becomes a heroine. And you know, there's possible triangle, but it's all very treatment oriented as opposed to plot oriented. But for me, plot and character are the two things that, uh,
0: that can make or break a film. So plot and character, two things. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to read our one to message you. We have someone called showing from Pakistan who's sending you lots of love from Pakistan and ask when you're coming there. We have someone from New Zealand who says lots of love from New Zealand, ma'am. Uh, I'll take a question from Dhar Rukar who says, tell us something about your relationship with your sister Tanuja. Well, you know, it's,
1: it's, uh, we've, we're very close uh, in age. There's just, you know, uh, a year and a half difference between us. So uh, we, and until I got married, we shared the same room when we, so she went to study filmmaking at Temple University in Philadelphia. I graduated from Northwestern then went to live with her in Philadelphia and did this crazy commute from Philadelphia to New York every day because I worked in New York, but I, we wanted to live together. So Wow. So it's it's kind of insane but um you know but I, I think we're personally close but professionally very apart because I can't of course I don't review any films made by anybody in my family but that is that would be a conflict of interest but still I think professionally it's very important to kind of keep uh, the optics should always be that there is a separation between families. So so for example, um, I'm the festival director at, at the Mumbai Film Festival. Right now, uh, you know, uh, we've started to do something called a, a year-round program at home, uh, which is all driven by Smriti Kiran, who's the artistic director. They're showing Tanuja's documentary, um, which is just a lovely, lovely documentary about my two very old boas who live in a little village in UP. I would love to tweet about it, but I shouldn't tweet about it because it might look like I'm promoting my family so you know these are the things that I'm very mindful of and you know I wear too many hats so in, inevitably some wires cross but
0: as much as possible Tanu and I try to keep the wires uncrossed. Okay and I think you've been everything you're really diligent about this and it, the honesty and integrity definitely reflects in your reviews. Uh, gonna take a question from let's see so many questions let's do this from KC Kashvi who is your favorite Indian and international film director?
1: Um, so, you know, it's hard to say, uh, like, there's one director who, who, uh, whose cinema I love. But uh, there's so many contemporary directors whose films I really look forward to, uh, you know, uh, Debakar Banerjee or Vishal Bharadwaj, uh, all, all these people. And, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not a snob. Uh, people think if you're a film critic, you know, or you would only like a certain kind of cinema. Not at all. I I would be first in line whenever vanshi releases. I want to see what Rohit Shetty's done with that cop universe. It's fascinating. I'd be first in line when 83 releases. You know, um. Uh, so it isn't like I have a favorite internationally. I I love the work of Ang Lee. Um, he's just he's just um, such a such a sophisticated storyteller. But but I don't. Uh, my uh my endeavor as a film critic is to be equally pumped about all films because you should never enter a theater with an attitude of, ah, oh, you know, what is this movie going to be or, well, you know, I'm bored already or just to be cynical or to be, uh, or to look down, to be condescending. Those cannot be things you bring into a film. You know, finally, no matter how bad a film is, somebody worked at least for a year on it and it's,
0: it's a lot of physical labor. So I try and go in completely open and not have favorites. Yeah, so in a way it's good that you come from this background because you actually understand and appreciate the labor of love that yeah. making every movie entails. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay a question from Tanvi G. How can one start with movie reviewing at their own levels? Like how do you even just start out reviewing a film?
1: You know I'll tell you it's amazing like when we started um, you desperately tried to get hired by somebody, right? But now, thanks to the internet, everyone's got a platform. Everyone can start blogging. And uh, uh, honestly, I'll tell you, the only thing that works is just to do it. Watch movies, write about movies. And I try to do that. Um, uh, you know, the, I, feel, I feel that in the last couple of years, so I, I became the director of the Mami Film Festival uh, five years ago. And I feel like I got so consumed by uh, running that by kind of uh, helping my, so I also, ed, I'm the editor of a platform called Film Companion, you know, kind of putting mommy on its, up on its feet, putting Film Companion up on its feet, that I lost what I do, which is look at movies and talk about movies. And so now I, I really am kind of uh, trying to be, I wish I was more disciplined, but I'm really trying to be about writing five, six hundred words a day. You just have to do it, and now you just start a blog. Just start doing it. Start reviewing, and you know that'll help you cultivate your voice and figure out what you like and what you don't like.
0: Okay, Tanvi, I hope that answered your question. I have lots of people saying very good stuff about Film Companion, so I'm just going to switch gears to Film Companion now. Um, so, what was your plan for Film Companion when you started it, and you know did that plan sort of pan out? And what's you know what's coming up? People are asking about your Smoid Gope uh, he's enrolled himself in your Film Companion film critic online sessions. He wants to know nice. how you will help him. Okay, awesome. Nice. Right, so uh, so you know,
1: so so the plan for Film Companion was really to create a platform uh, which talks about film and entertainment in a way that's engaging, in a way that's entertaining, in a way that has um, that has sort of editorial integrity. For me, that was very important, and I keep hearing and I s- still hear that, oh, uh, you know. Uh, you guys are biased, they're paid reviews, this, that and the other. So as much as possible, we want to create a place that is free of all of that and to play, create a place where you come, if you like Tamil cinema, you come if you like art house cinema that movie is showing, you know, so it's it's a platform where there's something for everyone. And I think, to some extent, we're, we're going to be six years old in July. Um, we have managed to create it. We have a very, very sou- uh, strong South component, which is led by Bharatwaj Rangan, who's a national award-winning film critic. Uh, we, you know, What I love is the mix of high and low. So we can have a story about uh, the biggest masala film that you can imagine. But we'll also have a story right now. There's a story on the website about how sound recordists are recording the silence of cities right now. You know, wow. what What are they doing? So it's the stuff that people who love movies, who love entertainment, who love the craft would be interested in, but perhaps wouldn't have a place to read it because like nobody's doing
0: stories like this anymore. Okay. Um, could you talk a little bit about monetization of Film Companion? I have a question here from Skello saying, how does a film critic make money? It's tough. <laughs> Let me tell you,
1: <laughs> there, is, there is no... Um, and you know what? It's just—it's gotten tougher. This—I—I uh, I don't know when we come out at the other end of this, um, what the world is going to look like, what the market is going to look like. It's been—it's been an uphill climb. Um, so we, uh, our monetization comes from uh, our YouTube channel. Film Companion has a YouTube channel which has over a million subs, and we have more—we have like seventeen hundred videos on it. So there's a continuing monetization happening. Um, we monetize by doing branded content. Uh, so, you know, I did um, shows for Microsoft. I've done shows for LinkedIn. So we work with brands. Uh, we work with um, uh, Mubi is a, is an advertiser on Film Companion. So it's, it's things like that. And thankfully, uh, um, last year, we started to kind of break even. Um, and so we were just getting into that thing of yay we we are doing this now, but I I don't know honestly. Like all startups, um, it's it's a it's a challenging world out there. But
0: you know, we, we just have to keep going. That's all we can do. And and you've done shows with Netflix and Amazon and stuff, right? So no, that's, that's no, we Amazon. haven't. We haven't. We've done uh, well. We've done
1: a show with Audible. Uh, the Amazon which is part of Amazon but we haven't done a show with Netflix yet but we did we were commissioned a show by YouTube uh, which was a lovely it's called off the page and it's basically the cast of uh, Munna bhai munabhai reading
0: the script in a conversation yeah. about how the film was made I have a question here from Shiv Kartik, who says first of all I want to say that you're a legend <laughs> and his question is how do I believe that my opinion and what I've got to say is worthy of the reader's time you know, um, agreed. That's a, and
1: that's an existential question that I often ask, like, you know, everybody has a platform now, everybody has an opinion. So why does it matter what I have to say? So yeah. the only way you can make it worth a reader's time is by adding more. Uh, you've got a value add to a person's experience. So you, you and I don't have to agree on a review, right? You may have loved the film. I may have hated it, but what I should endeavor to do is that by reading my review, you might get another perspective on it. You might notice something you didn't notice before. And that's the only way I can enhance your movie-going experience. So you have to bring to that review enough information, enough references, you have to read enough, you have to watch enough. That's the only way. Otherwise, go on Twitter and say, you know, in whatever, 260 characters you put down what, what you feel. Otherwise, you you can't demand people's time. You can only ask for it. Is if you are adding to their experience.
0: OK, so you, if you have an alternate perspective to add, just go out there and add it and someone's going to pick it out. Yeah, and Viva, not just an alternate
1: perspective, but maybe, uh, you know, saying that, OK, you saw this in the film, but did you know that this director also made this and see how these two films connect? So suddenly you've given the reader uh, another angle that perhaps the reader hadn't thought of before. So. If you have to bring more information, otherwise, what's the
0: point? Okay, I have a question from Gunjan, who says, uh, Hi, from one South Bombay girl to another big (laughs) fan of all your hustling, would FC and MAMI digital platforms consider releasing films in the absence of theatres?
1: You know, so uh, um, um,
0: I, I I love that
1: word, you know, some people don't like the word hustling, but that's what we do day in and day out. And I am proud of it. I'm proud to be somebody who hustles every day and, and sort of keeps it going. Um, you know, a film companion honestly cannot be releasing films, though though I have to flag this off, we're starting something called the Sunday Showcase on, on this coming Sunday, where we're going to host a short film on the platform, um, just to, you know, give sort of curate and, and show you guys some something lovely. Uh, feature films, I don't think we can be in that business because we are reviewers. So it would be an immediate conflict of interest for us to also be a exhibitor or in some way a platform that shows films. Um, Mami, certainly. We can we can look at it right now, what we have is the year round program. And and you should check that out on the MAMI website or MAMI social media, because it's excellent. You know, they're bringing the team has curated this excellent um, list of films, which you can't see anywhere, which are unreleased. And you have to make a payment of very minimal amount, 55 rupees or something like that. And you they will send you the link in your mailbox. So that I think is, is fantastic. The problem with becoming an exhibitor is you have to build the tech right you have to have tech that enables you to show a film make sure it doesn't get pirated um, you know you have to have all those things in place which we we don't have right now
0: okay I'm going to take the next question from Gayu MI who says oh can you tell us your most memorable on and off screen moment with Rishi Kapoor or Irfan Khan
1: you know um uh, I, I tell you it's, it's so uh, it's been such a it's been such a difficult week. I mean, we all knew, and all of us within the film industry knew before it became public that both of them were ill. They both had cancer, um, and yet, honestly, nothing prepared us for this. Nothing. Uh, you you can't you know somehow you feel and, and 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 they both fought so long and so hard, and and you just felt that they've got this. You know, they they're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Um, it's just, it's just very, very hard to still wrap my head around this. I mean, I saw Angrezi Medium last month, sitting next to Irfan's wife, Shutapa. and and you know, we talked about our kids, we talked about COVID, and you know, they were both my my daughter and her son were away at university, and it's just, I I still am grappling with it in terms of favorite moments. You know, with 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 Rishi sir, it was always. You were always afraid that he was going to scold you, because he was a he he was a grumpy guy, okay, and he didn't suffer fools easily. And he was and a grumpy I, guy. Yeah, really. yeah. He was he was he was just lovely and crabby. You know, though English make. And then a curmudgeon He was a curmudgeon and and uh, you know he would say hmm, what? And, <laughs> and I remember actually being he he was intimidating, and yet. The stories that he told you, I remember in one interview, I showed him things that he himself had talked about at some point, you know, a picture of Raj Kapoor directing him or uh, the family. And then he told you these incredible stories of these legends and really kind of spoke with such passion about the craft, you know. And that's the only way you can keep going for 40 plus years is is if you have that love. And Irfan was, was very... Uh, uh, you know, very, very sort of, he had a lot of gravitas. He had a, he, he was, there was a real stillness, just a stillness. And and he wasn't enamored by his stardom or I think because he had struggled so long. I think when you put in those many years in just being noticed as the fantastic actor that he was, uh, he, he, and he would talk very frankly about how people didn't call him and how he wasn't accepted. And, 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 and and then, you know, I did an interview with him for Inferno, where where he was sitting next to Tom Hanks and I was interviewing Irfan and Tom Hanks together. Wow. And I was like, man, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you know, it's just, it was just so lovely. It was so lovely to see him soar.
0: Okay, thank you for sharing a little bit of those personal tidbits. Uh, next question from Usman Ghafoor from Pakistan. Hi, ma'am. A question from a big fan in Pakistan. Have you ever done any reviews of Pakistani films?
1: You know, uh, um, uh, there was a film that, uh, oh, God, I can't believe I'm, so, so, I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name of this. The really famous one, um, uh, 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 it was a couple of years ago, and it released in India. And it's an absolutely terrific film um, about, about sort of extreme, um, you know, I cannot believe this. This is like, you know, old age is finally coming to me <laughs> like, uh, about the guy who gets then, then the hero actually he's, he goes to the States and 9-11 happens. Usman, if you can, if you know which one I'm talking about, please remind me what I'm talking about because I
0: love that movie and I cannot. Be... They're on the airplane and 9-11 sort of happens. Yeah,
1: happens. Isn't, it's not bowl, but it's the same director I think who made bowl. Right. Uh, is it cake? No, a, it's not cake. I know cake is on bowls. Netflix. I haven't seen it. No, it's not. It, but it's the same. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, um, I remember seeing that. That was an absolutely wonderful movie. And then there's another film, um, which had a female director, which was very good. It was about a woman who's who lives in Pakistan, but who finds out at the end that she's, she's uh, Hindu. And, and what happens? Kiran Kher was in that film. Shahid Masood. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Khuda ke liye, but this is another film. And Cake is on my list to see. I have to see. Uh, I have to see Cake because I've heard wonderful things about it.
0: Okay, terrific. Next question from Ruthwik uh, says, can you talk about your first interview experience? Do you remember that? No, <laughs> 25 <laughs> um, You know,
1: I don't. I, I mean I don't remember the first first but it's so weird there's some things I remember so clearly like I remember interviewing Madhuri Dixit on the sets of a film called Rajkumar and the sets were at Film City and and was this very big uh, fantasy movie with Madhuri, Anil I think and Nasruddin Shah and and Madhuri was, and it was weird. And I remember it because that was the first time I noticed how few women there were on a set. So it was literally me and Madhuri and Madhuri's mom and her hairdresser. And we were the four women on this set with 200 people. Uh, you know, so I remember, I remember things like this. Okay, my son is joined and he's, he's, uh, he's making fun of me.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, lots of questions here. We have a question from Ipsita who says, how are you keeping yourself disciplined during the lockdown?
1: Um, you know, uh, by following a very, very strict schedule. I think that's the only thing that, uh, so so it was funny in the first few. So I wake up, I'm a, I'm a morning person. I wake up at 6 a.m. And uh, the whole family, you know, my husband was like, what are you doing? And I was like, you know, if I don't do this, um something in me will will the, the energy will will dissipate. Um, I have to believe that every day and, and, you know, who knows how long this is going to be? Who knows how long we're going to be in this situation for? So I really, I I make sure I'm up at six. I exercise every day and I work. I work as much as I did otherwise. It's just, uh, that is what really, I think I'm I'm a workaholic uh, and that's really what keeps me going.
0: Okay, thank you. Question from Zorbi says, Ma'am, with the depth and breadth of experience you have, wouldn't you be directing a movie yourself? It's high time. (laughs) No. No, Zorbi. It takes a lot of talent to
1: direct the movie. I don't have it. (laughs) I don't have it. I feel like I'm not a good enough film critic right now. (laughs) First,
0: Extremely humble and modest. I have a question here from Aditya Dixit, who says, thank you for the session. What's the first step towards a career in film criticism? Also, how do we find out and accept whether we're inclined towards filmmaking or criticism?
1: You know, that's that's a, uh, that's a good question. And a lot of people have that, you know. Uh, but, and and there, there are many great filmmakers who are actually film critics. Truffaut was a film critic be, before he became a filmmaker. Um, so uh, I think the way to do it is to watch and critique. Just start writing, like genuinely watch anything. And, you know, honestly, guys, we are so privileged now to have... So many streaming platforms. I mean, uh, again, you know, my, my, my children call this your childhood poverty stories. They say, oh, God, she's starting with the CPS again, where I talk about how we didn't, we had to go to a theater. <laughs> they have no interest in these stories. But the truth is, we are so privileged. You can watch anything. Your right. point for choice. Watch and write. Watch and write. And if that experience um, isn't fulfilling, you know, maybe then you want to do more. May- then start watching the, the, the U- YouTube is inundated with filmmaking videos. Uh, you know, look at that. See, and, but, but I'll tell you, uh, these are both very, very tough jobs. They're very tough jobs. Uh, you have to, I, I just saw, you know, Mira Nair did uh, a thing on Twitter. And when somebody asked her, like, what would what, what you advise for filmmakers? And she said, you need to have patience. And you need to learn to be lonely. Uh, that's that's what and but but I think uh, being a filmmaker is far more harder, far more challenging, far more um, it'll take it'll take it out of you and you should do it if you love it because uh, there's no guaranteeing what's at the other end whether three people will even watch your movie so that process has to be so exciting that you commit to it, you know, I I think that's the, you know, a lot of people say, why don't you direct films, but I don't have the courage to do it. It takes too much, too much spine to put two years into something and then have it fail in one morning. Okay,
0: a question from book uh, says, your most difficult interview or a celebrity who would just wouldn't speak too much in an interview? Have you had a moment like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, you know, I remember
1: uh, I did an interview with the M. Night Shyamalan and, um, you know, he had just gone through a, a bit of a rough patch. He had had lots and lots of um, and lots and lots. but 4, 5 films, I think, or 3, 4 films hadn't worked. And then he did this film and then I did this interview. It was called The Happening. And I, I sort of narrated to him a story that I read about him, I think, in variety. Or one of the Hollywood trade magazines and I said you know but apparently this happened and then you did this and then he turned around and said everything you've just said is untrue wow. <laughs> you know I just took a step back and I'm like oh shit now what do I say you know so <laughs> of course of course there are moments like that where people are, are just they won't give an inch that happens and you have to just keep going and you know I'm not in my interviews ever trying to bully people or extract some sansani khed khulasa out of them you know the idea is to learn and get insights into them as artists that's all.
0: Okay I'm just going to read out a comment from fact2100 who's been sending these comments all the time saying can you just please convey this to ma'am can she get Birat sir and Anushka Sharma on an in interview <laughs> together? <laughs> I wish, I wish I had that kind of power that I could get Virat sir and Anushka together.
1: I am so sorry to disappoint you, but no, I don't think they'll come together for me. And the tragedy is that I
0: know nothing about cricket, so I would not even know what to ask Virat sir. Maybe Agni can help you curate <laughs> yes. that interview. Yes, um, I have a question a lot about Malayalam films. So from someone called Hope Catapult. What are your favorite Malayalam films and filmmakers? Someone asked earlier. How did you get into Malayalam films?
1: So you know, um, I got into Malayalam films honestly because um, uh, because we we uh, started Film Companion South, and I I started to read and and know more because you know we're covering them. And honestly, I watched a couple, and I can't tell you the level of the artistry and the storytelling. It's just fantastic. I think it's the best mainstream cinema in this country. Um, and, uh, I, you know, one after the other, I, I started to kind of watch Kumbalangi Nights and then Maya Nadhi and then uh, Bangalore Days and Ustad Hotel and like I can't get enough. And there's still so many that I haven't seen, the really, really good ones. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. And I urge all of you guys watching, please use, if you have time now to see movies, go on Amazon. Amazon has more... Uh, um, uh, you know, um, Indian cinema from other languages that I think Netflix does, but go on both of the platforms and find Malayalam movies. Uh, you will be just blown away by the storytelling, and it's not esoteric. It's not,
0: you know, quote unquote, arty, boring. It's none of that. It's just brilliant storytelling. You recommended the care of Kanshapalam recently, and I watched that. Thanks to a... you, and it was just fabulous. Oh, isn't that lovely. I mean. Viva, that film was made
1: in some 50, 70 lakhs. I mean, can you even imagine? But it's all the narrative, you know? It's all the it's story, all the which is so good. Yeah.
0: And the way it comes together at the end is just, just amazing. Thank you for yeah. the recommendation. Thank uh, you. Question from Niteesh Shahani. Being a fellow movie buff, I'm certain you're missing watching movies in the theaters. How are you coping with this?
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Don't get me started. I, you know, a part of me is in mourning uh, because, and I know, I know. Listen, let's let's not be precious about this. Uh, the 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 problems and the difficulties of people that that people are going through are, you know, at another level. I mean, entertainment and cinema and theaters are are a very very small thing. You know, there are people struggling for their life, and and it's it's horrific. Um, but for us, for us, whose whole life was about the movies, about going into a theater, about that, even though I don't eat popcorn, but that smell, you know, that that feeling yeah. of being in a dark hall with 200 other people um, is just magical. It's just magical. And um, I'm, I'm very, very concerned about how this is going to play out. Uh, you know, um, obviously health is of paramount importance. We cannot go into theaters unless we know that we're all going to be safe. Uh, and if at the end of this, if that takes a year, if that takes 18 months, you know, I've read that the that the earliest we'll have a vaccine is 18 months. Uh, how many theatres in India are going to survive this? India is one of the most underscreened countries in the world. We have like, um, you know, something like uh, 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 10,500 theatres for 1. 1.2, 1. 1.3 billion people. So mm-hmm. if more theatres close, you know, what is the ripple effect of that? So, you know, I, I'm a weird uh, kind of hybrid because I'm an insider and an outsider. So I'm a, I'm a journalist and I observe what happens in the film industry. But I'm also an insider and I pray for the film industry and I hope things go well. So it's a very anxious time, and I genuinely miss that experience of being together. You know, you watch something together. You can't, you can't replace that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Friday, like the Friday, Saturday, Sunday movie watching was. An uh, essential part of most people's lives in India, sort of baked, built into our weekend plan. And it's, it's really yeah. sad that we don't have that anymore. Uh, taking a question here from Neha Bakchi Do you think if movies like Piasa and Kagas Kepul released today, they'd do well in our contemporary times? I think
1: so. I, I absolutely think uh, that they would, you know, because I feel like, and I've seen how much the audience has evolved in the last 20 odd years that I've been a reporter. um, You know, when I started, there was only one kind of Hindi movie. There was only the masala movie or you had uh, the completely, you know, parallel cinema. But by the 90s, parallel cinema had completely kind of faded out. Um, So over the years, The definition of mainstream Hindi cinema has completely changed. I mean in the same year you have a war and you have article 15 and that's brilliant. You know that's brilliant. So I think the the audience is way more evolved. Uh, We want different stories. We're willing to look at different things and these films would have definitely done well.
0: Okay thank you. Avik Ghosh asks what is your favorite South Korean film? I'm, I'm a big fan of South Korean movies hence asking.
1: Yeah, oh my God. South Korean cinema is
0: just fabulous. Uh, I think, uh,
1: you know, I've been a big fan of Bong Joon-ho and Park Chan-wook. Though though, uh, some of Park Chan-wook cinema is so difficult. It's so violent and gory that I can't handle it. I I don't do very well with blood on screen. Uh, That's one of my shortcomings as a film critic. Um, But uh, I I love, I I think uh, Bong Joon-ho has a more uh, humanist, uh, sort of take, you know, and so I love, I love Okja, I love uh, those films that he made, Snowpiercer, all of those movies are
0: just, just wonderful. Okay, question from AB who says, oh, I, I know you don't really review home films, but he says, what is your favorite BBC film? You can give out a favorite BBC film. Sure, you know, for me, the, I, I'll give you two favorites would be uh, Parinda and Shikara. Parinda and Shikara, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, gonna take the question from Nishreen. With so much content being consumed digitally, do you think the rules of the game are changing? Absolutely, absolutely. The rules of the games game are
1: changing as we speak. Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, what what this pandemic will do is the the rules were changing already okay we were all in this massive contentious conversation about theatrical versus streaming but what the pandemic has done is it's accelerated that conversation um what happens now? You know, do, do people come back? Or are they all now going to be at the end of this? If this takes 18 months, are we just going to be too happy staying at home? Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. So uh, absolutely the rules of the game are changing. You know, I never, look at me, uh, I never reviewed digital content just because I didn't have the time. I, I was too immersed in just watching movies. And, and now that's what I'm doing. I'm watching panchayat, I'm watching Husmoke, I'm watching four more shots. Shorts. Uh, so we are all evolving in ways and we are going to come out of this as very different people. Um, I'm just hoping that that does not mean that we will not want to go into a theater and watch films together again because that togetherness, um, that, you know, sitting with strangers and sharing something is is very precious.
0: Mm, it's the whole the, the theatrical experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for anyone who asks what she's watching on Netflix right now, I think she mentioned she's watching Hasmo. She said four more shots.
1: Yeah, those are, ones, those are the ones I, I reviewed. And, and I'm watching, uh, you know, all these movies. I just saw Bangalore Days uh, a week ago, which is on Hotstar, Disney Hotstar. It's fabulous, lovely film.
0: A Question from um, Aditya Dikshin. How do I study a film? Time again people keep saying that you've got to watch the same film multiple times. Is there a format that I can follow that you could recommend? So you know honestly um, uh,
1: there there isn't a format but there's you just go on YouTube there's tons and tons of uh, videos which will break up films for you. You know which will uh, which will kind of break up uh, shots and tell you that look at this. This is how it comes. See because every frame is finally filled with meaning and everything in that frame has been put there by the director so finally you're trying to decipher what this director is trying to say to you so i think if you just you don't have to there's no format for it you just have to keep watching and kind of um, looking at it but but there are film study courses that you can actually take
0: to kind of uh, you know take this a step further but like i said i'm tragically i've never taken it do you watch the same film many times before you review? I think he's asking, like, do you need to watch the same film? I like wish project? I could. I wish I could. I wish I had that luxury. But
1: no, we we never, we are never able to. Um, we do on Film Companion, we do, I and another critic named Rahul Desai, we do something called FC Retake, where we um, look at a film. We go back and rewatch a film and kind of examine our own responses and see, are we Are we different? Yeah, the response is different because the way you react to a film is also says something about who you are at that particular time. Uh, You know, so that's something we do. But no, before uh, initial review, you never have
0: time to watch it again. Again. Okay, great. Okay, question from Mikhail here who says, Ma'am, what are your thoughts on award ceremonies in India and are they biased?
1: (laughs) Now, Mikhail, you're going to get me into trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You know... I'll tell you, it's a, um, honestly, I don't think very much of the award ceremonies in India. I don't think um, that, it's not about bias. It's just about a faulty mechanism. I, I just don't know how, I don't think this. they really celebrate artistry. I think it is more about, um Who are the stars who show up and sit in that front row? Um, You know, it's not, I mean, honestly, think about it. Who won the Filmfare Award last year? Or who won um, any of the awards that are given out? The IFA Award? You know, these are all great ceremonies. They're great fun. They're they're lovely to participate in. They're lovely to watch. Uh, But do they make a difference to the career of the actor? I don't think so. I don't don't think um, in the way that even an Oscar nomination makes a difference to the career of an actor. Because then that goes as part of your Oscar nominated actor, so and so. Doesn't happen here. Doesn't happen here. Because there's not enough rigor in the process. There's not enough credibility in the process.
0: Okay, guys, you heard her. She said there's not enough credibility in the process. (laughs) Taking a question from Josh Krooner, who says, how important of an aspect is music in films, according to you, both soundtrack and background score? and do you plan to review film music okay nice question
1: you know it's uh, it's essential it's essential i mean uh, for us uh, the indian film form the way of storytelling the our narrative is through music um so since you know time immemorial since the, the time we started we 've told our stories through music um and and it 's very very important it 's interesting to see i i I wish I knew more so i 'm again i 'm not technically trained, so i can 't tell you this is this rag or this is that rag uh, but I can perhaps identify that this music is effective and this is not so effective um, but but background music is becoming in fact even more important because increasingly I find directors feeling a little uncomfortable with lip-sync songs. Uh, You know, because the movies are becoming more lifelike. They want to be more natural. They want to be more realistic. And then how does somebody just start singing a song? So uh, it's, but then the song is in the background. You know, so the characters are doing, the narrative continues, they're doing what they need to do, but the song is in the backdrop. So uh, it's very, very important. and, And it adds so much to the cinema experience.
0: Okay, so it is obviously it is it is very important, right? It's so obviously yeah, our, yeah. a big part of all our upbringing is listening to the music before the film's release. A question from Parvati Prakash. I just did the Film Critic course on Film Companion. What should I do next?
1: So Parvati, I would suggest that Uh, start watching and start writing open a blog you know also look at readers write on Film Companion Uh, so that is we've created something where the readers of Film Companion it's on our website uh, readers of Film Companion can write um, and and send us their writing and we pick the best uh, material and publish it on the Film Companion website please try yeah please send send in your uh, uh, content for that Um, also Start a blog, just start writing, sharing, you know, watch movies, share your reviews with your friends, family, get people to read and see if you're actually helping them. Are you helping them to make choices? Are they, are they coming back to you
0: saying, yeah, I never saw it like that. Thanks for pointing that out. You know, mm-hmm. th- just practice it. You have to keep practicing it. Okay, guys, I'm going to take last three questions. I promised for 30 minutes, we've gone way beyond time. Question from Curls and Mockery. What are your favorite queer films?
1: Wow. That's a lovely one. Oh, so my, one of my favorite, favorite love stories is Brokeback Mountain. Um, I just that, you know, when I see those two men, it just, just breaks my heart all over again. And I remember when I saw it, and I don't know why, but I was in the US and I saw it in the States. And I remember just sitting in my chair and just like weeping at the end of it. Um, also the same response, I had to call me by your name. Uh, it was so funny because I had this entire tray of food in my lap, and I was sitting next to Anurag Kashyap. Uh, this was part of it was screened as part of the Mumbai Film Festival, and at the end of it, I couldn't move. I just I, I, so my head was down and I was crying, and so he said, here, give me the tray." And he, I just held that tree while I wept. I love, I love uh, those movies. I also um, really, really uh, loved Fire. I haven't seen it for many years. But I remember when I saw it in the 90s, it was so, uh, it was... Uh, um, very startling for that time. It was, uh, it was really groundbreaking for that time, you know. I, I don't know how it's, uh, how it's aged. Uh, I haven't seen it for many years now. Uh, but those, it's just fantastic movies. And, and I hope, um, oh, and, and a film I just saw, um, the Celine Sciamma film, uh, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Guys, if you haven't seen that, just Stunning movie about these two women. One is an artist and the other one is the woman who she's supposed to paint. And then they become friends and they become lovers. And what happens? Just
0: stunning movie. And you, I think you screened a Natalie Portman one at the festival this year as well?
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't remember. Off the top of my head, I don't remember the name.
0: Okay, I'm going to take next question from Mikhail who says, do you think the censor board is caging the creativity and liberty of directors?
1: You know, um, look, it's a tough question. Uh, um, And again, I'm always told it's not the censor board. It's the certification, it's the board of certification. So they're merely making suggestions. But of course, we know it's far more than that. Um, I think what's very problematic to me is like the smoking signs, um, you know, all, all of those things that are in that frame. I mean... Who looks at that and says, "I'm not going to smoke anymore"? It's just—it's so—it's so naive and so um, so stupid. It's just so stupid. I can't believe it, that they, they do it. It the frame for
0: that whole. It, moment,
1: completely, you know? completely. Uh, you know, I mean, it makes no sense to me. Um, I think that that genuinely, it should become a board of certification. Where look, India is is a very complex country. It's a country with too many uh, variations of. On the education, on the literacy levels on on and you know uh, films do have an outsized power here, so we do have to have a responsibility. there has to be some somebody kind of uh, you know watching just saying that okay. But watching and suggesting that, OK, this may not be appropriate for people under 18. This may be appropriate for people over 18. But to say that you can show this and you can't show this. I mean, I'm, I remember when Lipstick Under My burqa spent a year battling the censor board because they couldn't get over the fact that an older woman was pleasuring herself. You know, I mean, I was like, really? I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, so um, I think those kind of things are just really kind of stunting for artists. And for audiences, you know, they're finally, they're trying to, they're they're trying to uh, sanitize what you
0: watch. We're adults, let us decide. Which ultimately obviously affects the society we live in overall and and other ripple effects. Um, Question from Parul. Why do majority of film reviews not talk about technical expertise like editing?
1: you know parul honestly i will say i'm speaking here for myself uh, because a lot many of us just don't know enough uh, you know so so uh, i i i can tell you what my response to a film is i can tell you um, you know perhaps the elements that went into uh, into eliciting that response. But if you ask me to like really break down a scene in terms of editing, I, I won't be able to do it. I don't, you know, I'm I'm in that sense a lay viewer, uh, you know, so, so which is why um, I feel that it's important to, for me to keep learning and to keep honing that and learning more and more because I think it'll enhance people's enjoyment if they also understood how the craft comes together.
0: Okay. Uh, Thank you for that one. Question from Zubin who says, how do you feel when the box office collection of a film is diametrically opposite to your review of it? (laughs) (laughs) All the time. All the time.
1: <laughs> the time, all the time. That's why you know this, this distributor, his lovely man named Sham Shop, he, well, you know, he uh, used to always tell me that if you don't like a film, you will hate So it was almost <laughs> a good thing to not have, you know, to, to not have me like a movie. Um, but you know, look. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite story about this is, is Kenneth Turin, who, who is, was, he's, he's recently retired, was the film critic at the Los Angeles Times, did not like the Titanic. Um, and James Cameron wrote an open letter to the newspaper saying that, um, you know, how out of touch is this man? I mean, that was the first billion dollar grossing movie in the world. Okay. And Turin said that critics are not applause meters. Okay, we're not here to measure applause. That's not our job. Our job is to watch a film, to report back on the quality of that film, to defend how we've responded to the film, uh, and that's it. And then whether it works or doesn't work, it's not my business. Uh, so it happens all the time, and it's fine. It's absolutely
0: fine. Okay, so like the business of filmmaking is not really your business. It's just not at all. Your- not at all. Oh, I all. mean. You know, I remember one,
1: uh, oh my God, there was a sex comedy called Musti or Grand Musti. One of those two. And, you know, I saw it and I'm I'm not a prude. I would be very happy to enjoy and laugh in a sex comedy, but this was just really stupid. It wasn't funny. And so Mm. I said that and I was like, you know, this is just really, really terrible cinema. And from that, uh, they immediately cut to vox pops so of people coming out of the theater and they were like we had such a great time, we love this movie. And I came mm-hmm. off like this nagging auntie like kya rahe ho
0: log? <laughs> so, It happens all the time and it's perfectly fine. It happens all the time. Okay, good. Yeah. Honest admission there. Thank you for that. <laughs> okay guys, I know there's so many questions here. Yeah, I have and to go. I just, we're out of time because she's really been generous with her time. Um, last, Last words. You you right for a living. I have to give you an open mic. Say whatever you want to say. <laughs> you
1: know, I'll tell you. Um, I my my realization uh, is that for all of us, for all of us who are privileged enough at a time like this to not have to worry about a roof over our heads or food on the table, um, I think we should really uh, recognize how important art is and and how it's getting us through if we didn't have all of these movies to watch if we didn't have these books to read if we if we didn't have this you know how hard how much harder would would this be um so i think really shout out to all the storytellers because uh they have really uh, they're really like holding our hand at a time like this
0: okay thank you for that and thank you for helping us sift out the best of all of that and bringing it to the fore and as always, an absolute delight to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Viva. Thank you so, you much, Thank Thank you so, so much. much. Thank, Thank you. you. Guys Bye. So Bye, everyone. your questions. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.